All right, folks, welcome back to this podcast. It's called One Man, One Tree in a Hill. And we have a special guest. We have an actor, model, right? Mm -hmm. TikTok influencer, Miss Empress Yumi. Yes, hi. What up? How are you? I am feeling great. I have this cakey makeup on my face, and I love it. I feel so fashionable. What's the craziest thing you've seen in New York thus far? Um, oh, man. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> This was just two days ago. I told Carlos. Okay, so basically, um, I was talking to this guy a few days ago. He was Korean, and like I'm part Korean. I was like, oh, we say we share the same culture, you know. And basically, long story short, I liked him, but then he was just like, oh, like I don't know if I can do long distance after we already like kissed and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, you literally said that you would. That's why I like kissed you and stuff like that, like. You know, and then I was like, okay, then bye. You know, and I left. Facts. Yeah, that's it. You know, and I was like, I cried about it, prayed about it, and I left. I like, mm. Are you part Korean and part what? Um, so I have like Korean, Japanese, Cherokee, Dutch, Irish, German, and British. So like European, Indian, and Asian. Because Yumi, I lived in Tokyo. I lived in uh, I lived in Japan. Yumi means like uh, beautiful or like protector. I think a little bit. I think I've heard different verbs of like Yumi. Oh wow. Okay. What do you? How do? What does your name mean? Um, I have no idea. Is that your last name or first name? Honestly, that's my stage name. I swear. Oh, what? <laughs> what, what? My real name, Cheyenne, like, oh, like the Indian, you know? Cheyenne. S-H-Y-A-N-N, -N. Wow. yeah. That's my birth name. Not yeah. My family calls me that, but everyone, like, in L.A. and online calls me Yumi. Yumi. Mm -hmm. So where did Yumi come from? How did you, did you create that name? Uh, me and my ex-husband actually created <laughs> You were married. I know. Long story. Oh, okay. let's go. Let's go back to the beginning. This is already amazing. So what we do is like a time capsule of you. Like, how do we get to Empress Yumi from the beginning? Okay. Oh. So where were we born? Where are you from? Okay. Where do you call home? So I was born in Ohio. And I lived half of my life back and forth between Ohio and Florida with my grandparents. And then I now I live in L.A. by myself for the past three and a half years. So growing up in Ohio, big family, small family? Oh, it's just... I mean, it's kind of like everywhere. Like sometimes I was my just my grandfather. Sometimes I was just with my sisters alone for a couple weeks because um, I was my sister's caregiver basically. Because uh, my mom was on heroin for a while, so it's kind of like I don't know. Like sometimes I'm with my mom for a month, and sometimes I'm with my grandparents, and sometimes with a boyfriend. <laughs> What's your earliest remembrance of being with your mom? Like, do you remember like being five? Do you mean being four? Do you remember those times? Like the primary years. Actually, this is my earliest memory. It's probably going to freak you out. Nice. This is when I first discovered blood. Okay, so I was in the hallway, a dark hallway, and I had this, um, what's it called? A stool. And I was literally like, yeah, I was five. And I had a, and I, I was like beating it against my shins and stuff. And then like I saw like this blood run down and I was like, what is that? I didn't know what blood was. I didn't. And then I walked in and my mom was in the kitchen. I was like, hey mom, what's this? It like kind of hurts, but like kind of doesn't it was weird and she's like oh like there's like blood like running down your shin and i was like oh so that was like honestly like the really early memory that i had with my mom everything else is kind of like a blur but i do remember being alone a lot and this is the first time when i realized i wanted to do i wanted to be an artist for christmas my uh, mom got me a now 24 cd because they were like popular back then and i when I opened that, I didn't open anything else. And I literally, like, popped that baby in, like, freaking, we have the huge stereo systems, you know? Right. And they're so tall. 
And I just like started playing in the uh, dancing in the room to like all 24 tracks, like straight. I didn't even had no training in dance or anything. I was singing. I just closed the door and just danced for like half hour straight. And that's when I was like, yeah, like I definitely I want to move to California later. And I did. I want to I want to do something with music. Yeah. Did you like go into your like your primary years? Was it just Cheyenne all alone or was it no sister, no brother or anything? You're just literally. Um, so I'm the oldest out of the kids that my mom have. So I have mm. two younger siblings for my mother and then um, two brothers for my dad and one sister for my dad. And we're all half. Were you guys ever close? Do you have like close? Yeah, to my two younger sisters. Yeah. What was that like? Do you remember like being a big sister? Was that? Yes. How far apart are you guys? Oh, uh, so I'm almost 24, March 6th. My birthday's coming up. On the month, yeah. Um, yeah. A couple of days. And um, my youngest sister just turned 15. She, I mean, when I was nine years old, immediately out of the womb, I was with her. Um, and then my other sister, she just turned 21. She's actually going through a divorce right now. Crazy. Uh, we're bonding right now over that because I'm divorced too. Um, but yeah, she's, I mean, I took care of her as well. I just, I was never jealous either. Like if people gave her attention, like I know like a lot of sisters do that. I was just like, no, like I want my sister. I want to hold her right now. So right. yeah. So you growing up, like you're like, you're like five to six, you're like alone pretty much. Yeah. So like as your mom's going through this stuff, like where's dad? Are they together or not together? No. Uh, when I was like five months old, they divorced. But oh, they wow. were, I mean, I guess he like knocked another chick up or whatever. Like, well, <laughs> like, and he loves Asian women. So like, you know, <laughs> she was Asian like my mom. <laughs> my dad's a redhead. It's funny. Do you have so no early remembrances of dad at all, right? No. In the I, beginning. N- the earliest memory I have was when I was 10 and I wanted, he was like a wrestler. He's like a big macho dude, you know? And um, he, I wanted to go to his wrestling match, but he told me, he looked me in the eyes and he was like, you're a girl, you can't go see me wrestle, it's not good. And I was like, why dude, I love to see you like beat people up. Um, but, and then I literally cried about it. And I was like, Nana, please, like, my Asian grandmother was like, Nana, please, like, can you please drop me off at my dad's? I want to see my dad. And then she's like, okay, fine. And then she dropped me off. And I was like, hey, that's my dad. Was, so. so grandma was more like a mom figure for you? Um, yeah, off and on. Yeah, so she, um, yeah. I would say most of my high school years because I was homeschooled and then she took care of me for four years, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you remember your first friend ever? Like when you remember elementary school? Do you remember your first teacher? What was her name? Mrs. Rice. Why does she stand out? Huh? Why does she stand out so much, Mrs. Uh, rice? Mrs. Rice because I love rice and her name's Mrs. Rice. <laughs> Gohan in Japanese, that means rice. Yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah, Gohan, yeah. Okay. Rice. Yeah. <laughs> I know, a lot, I know a lot of that hey, I, didn't around get the to, I didn't get to tell you about the craziest thing that happened in New York really quick. Go ahead. Really yeah. quick. So long story short, left the guy. I go to the gym a couple days ago and I only dated him for like two days, right? I know. Okay. I, I figure out people quick and I get what I like the answer I need quick. I got out of the gym, got out of the sauna, I'm feeling great, you know? And he literally two days ago, he shows up and he's like, Hey, you me like at the door when I'm exiting the gym. And I'm like, how did you know I'm freaking here, you stalker? <laughs> and then he's like, I, I'm, I'm not a stalker. And I was like, dude, like, how do you know I'm even here? Like, how, how? Like, do you have something in my phone? Because I've had guys, like, track me before. Long story short, he lied and said, oh, I just assumed you were here because you like the gym or whatever. He watched well, your stories. He, he watched on my IG story, and he just, uh, 
It's crazy. I, I thought that spooked that's, me. That it's wild. Yeah, that's not like speaks. super crazy, but like for here, because I've had crazier happen like in LA and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, the New York crazy is completely different, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I love it. It's like me, you know. I fit in perfect. I love it. That is because you're like Midwest people, right? Yeah. When I hear that name Cheyenne, I got cousins named Cheyenne. <laughs> it's like a black girl's name. Yeah. Cheyenne. 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 Yeah, I'm like Cheyenne. I know some. So. You, so mom is kind of like, she's going through what she's going through, right? Mm-hmm. And Miss Rice, why does she stand out when you're in school? Because she was so kind and delicate to me, and I went to a Christian school, so mm-hmm. she, uh, that's where I started out, and um, she always invited me with a smile. Her eyes were very warm and, like, twinkly, and I, I've also been always very detailed, and I've always, like, right. written as well, so I'm a writer, so it's like I noticed things like that even when I was, like, three, do you think they ever knew what was going on in your house? Oh, no. No, no for sure not. No. Just kept it all internal? Um, well, it, it didn't really get really bad until I was like nine with like the drug part. Mm-hmm. But before that, it was more of the distance. Like my mom was like, yeah, like I'm young. Like I'm still wearing belly shirts. I'm 33. You know, which is fine. Whatever. You know, she looks good. She still does. Um, but it's just she was more of like the promiscuous type. And then right. when I was nine, that's when the real drug stuff started when my youngest sister was born. So that, and then she had the postpartum and then I was like, it's okay. I'll take my sister. I love her. And then she was like, I just, she didn't want to see like my sister and stuff. Cause I guess the postpartum yeah. makes you not want, I don't understand it, but I don't know, but I don't have kids. So yeah. do you remember the first friend you ever had? Yeah. Her name was Emily Schreiner. Where did y'all meet? How did that relationship start? Christian school. <laughs> Catholic school or like Baptist or what? Cause it's the Midwest, you know? Yeah, it was a regular Christian school. It's called Fayette Bible, and we had chapel every day, and I loved it. Okay, this is the memory I have of Emily. I think she got mad at me, and she never was my friend anymore after this. She gave me this quarter. I don't know. I thought it was a great thing. She gave me a quarter. I was like, thanks. Oh, you really love me. <laughs> I was making a big deal about it. And then um, she she took my boyfriend or whatever. Like We would kind of like pass him around or whatever. Yeah, I know. One day he likes her, one day he likes me. And I was like, you know what? You're not a good friend. I threw the quarter in the freaking grass. And then she's like, I can't believe you just threw the quarter. And I was like, I can't believe you're with my boyfriend. And then I never found it and she got mad at me. When you <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. Like what I said, like when you look back at old memories, how they like transcribe like memories that go to date, you know? Yeah. So like as you get to nine years old, because you brought it up, what's it like when it starts... Not spiraling like when you see your mother change. Are you a mama's girl? Like, do you notice like, oh wow, my mom's not all the way there? Yeah. Are you aware that there's like drug usage? Oh, here's the thing, cause she's such a <laughs> part of my friend, but she's a good liar. Right. <laughs> so like, literally, when I would see like coke like under the bed, I was like, mom, what is that? She's like, oh, it's sugar. What are you talking about, sugar? But I'm like, but why wouldn't you have sugar in the cupboard? Right. You know, but but I. I was in denial, for sure. For a long, I knew, like, with her mood swings and everything, like, her not coming home for weeks, like, I knew. But it's, like, I don't know, part of me just wanted to not believe that because I want my mom to be, like, honest. So I never told anybody that she's, like, a liar or anything because it's, like, I just kind of dealt with it kind of inter- internally, but also, like, I prayed about it, so I always had my faith. I didn't always have my faith, actually. From 17 to 21, I strayed. I was, like, an atheist, so I came back recently, like, a couple years ago, but definitely during that time, I had my faith. 
did you find yourself like taking care of your sister? Like you're like a second mom, literally, yes. right? My little sister looks at me like a mom. You really much raised her, right? Yes. She looks like she pays attention to me more than anyone else. What about the middle one? Yeah, she, oh, she clings on to me now because she used to make fun of me because she's like, oh, you got to divorce your stupid. And then now she's getting divorced. She's like, oh my gosh, I understand you. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like as, as mom's going through that, does dad pop up at all or? Okay. So still to this day. I'm the pursuer of our relationship, but at least he's replying to me now because he used to just blatantly ignore me. Like, I would text him, happy birthday, love you, dad, um, uh-huh. Merry Christmas, you know, show up at his door. He wouldn't be there. But now I just go there, I just show up at his door, and he's there. He's like, hey, <laughs> you want a beer? And I'm like, I don't drink. <laughs> um, but he literally has a beer, and like, he's like a beer belly and stuff. And he still wants to fight, so he has fights. He invited me to his last fight, but I wasn't able to be there because I had a date. Um, but, uh, well, he told me last minute, too, but... But yeah, um, I would say I saw him maybe like five times growing up wow. because he didn't, he never wanted to, but he always, to this day, he's still in love with my mom. Um, <laughs> it'd be crazy if you listen to this, I don't even care. Um, he's newly married, but he's, when he looks at me, he sees my mom. Wow. I look exactly like my mom, except like she's shorter and I'm taller and I'm a tiny bit lighter than her, but like we look very similar because I don't look like him, so. Do you think that's why you try to stay away? Because yes. you reminded him of Yeah, for sure. I mistakes. feel it. I feel it. And wow. I'm like, dude, like, and it's been like 23 years. Like, that sucks. It's a lot. Like, he can't. Well, every time he looks at me, too, he talks about her. Yeah. So it's like, he's very obvious in front of his wife. <laughs> I'm like, she doesn't like me, and I know why. <laughs> I know why. Did you ever find this? I noticed that a lot of artists, right? When they have like different things going on in their life, like either like trauma, they entertain, right? So did you find yourself like entertaining your sisters or just entertaining men? (laughs) (laughs) Was you like ten, right? (laughs) This is like ten years old. I mean, it can happen. Um, I well, I would. Or do you find yourself grabbing attention because your mother didn't give you that type of attention? That, um, I, well, I would say I've always been romanticizing about having a boyfriend at a very young age. Like, I remember thinking about when I was four. I mean, um, but I think also that's just me. That's like yeah. God made me that way, like sensitive in that way. And I also grew up, well, my first job was working at a daycare. So, like, you know, certain things like are just part of your personality and your upbringing. But um, I don't know. I never really acted out in school. I was very good in right. school. Um, I always wanted to follow the rules. I think, honestly, the time when I acted like crazy or out of line was probably when I was turning 18. I mean, 17, because I knew 18 was around the corner, so I wanted to experiment with crazy stuff. So, And I did. <laughs> did you feel like when you are 17 experimenting, was your mother back inside there, or you felt like you had free reign to do it? Oh, she... Or you just left completely, because you grew up religious. A lot of people were religious, like I'm religious. So, like, we rebelled a lot. Oh, yeah. A lot. Yeah, and here's the thing. I didn't really think of it as, like, rebelling. I was just like, oh, like, I want this guy to like me. You right. know? It's like that. Like, you don't know what's happening. And now I look back and I'm like, yeah. I mean, I would find guys online. Oh, wait, shoot. Forgot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, it started earlier than I said. I'm sorry. This is so illegal. Um, basically, I was, like, 11 lying saying I was 17. <laughs> what? Online. In, oh. That's all I'm going to say. 
and they believe me because I've always been really tall and you know right. I looked mature I mean my face didn't but my body did what was your first boyfriend's name do you remember back then well Robbie Kinzer is kindergarten but that's not yeah Song Soo Kim he's Korean he was from 13 to 17 <laughs> oh would god your, would your mom want you to be with a Korean person does she encourage that at all or push that she, or no she does oh no cause my mom's like white too Oh. So the Asian, so it's my grandmother. She's half Japanese, half Korean. So she's wow, the wow, original. That's like that. Whoa. Yeah. Because they do not like each other. I know. Yeah. They had a one night stand, and she it gave her up. Be. The mom gave her up, and then she hasn't seen her mom since she's five. Which is why I'm going to Korea this summer to find her mom. By the way. Which part? Seoul. That. I was in Seoul, Busan, Osan. I'm going to Seoul and Busan. I family yeah. in Osaka. Get yeah. lots of clothes. All the clothes are super cheap. Yes, that's what I want. If they're well, I hope. <laughs> There's a Korean. There's a Korean phrase, like if you're the first person in the store when the store opens, if you don't buy anything, it's considered bad luck. Really? Yeah, so I that's why that. you can haggle with them and go down lower. Good. Yeah, someone used to be the first one in the store, like, no, you're not getting nothing. And I was like, we're leaving, it was bad luck, so they would just sell everything for like half the price. Really? Life hack. Crazy, thank you. Yeah. Wow. That makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah. Like Korean and Japanese, I remember living in... Like Japan, and when we go to Korea, they did not like Japanese people. At all. Dude, you're so close. <laughs> They're so crazy. I well, like the Japanese, they like did a lot of stuff. Like they were like the yeah, Hiroshima. What? <laughs> like the white people of the Asian race, of like they like they like put all the other Asian people in slavery a little bit. They were like the I know. Yeah, that was rough out there. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. do you ever feel like Grandma felt abandoned? Yeah. Oh, she still does. When I, if I, she's a lot. Um, when I go visit her, I know every time when I visit her, she cries. When she sees me, she cries. When I leave, it's interesting because I started doing that recently. I've been feeling this deep like, this deep hurt like when I leave someplace. Wow. It's weird. It started happening recently, and I also think it's because I've had so many breakups. It's starting to get to me. But also, I mean, I've been praying more deeply recently too, and I'm just like, I think God's also telling me to kind of like do something else like work with kids again so that's my own personal conviction but yes to answer your question I think that my grandmother definitely like I see it in her eyes like she never wants me to leave like I'll go visit her once a year in Florida because I used to live there um but because I usually see her in Ohio when I visit but I try to go to Florida once a year um yeah she talks about her mom how her mom left her almost every day If if I called her every day she'd talk about her mom every day so she cried every day she says that too it's kind of sad but funny she's like i cry every day <laughs> she says it like that's just sad. A, yeah that's sad. yeah and, and that's why i feel like in my soul i'm supposed to like go find her mom i know i'm gonna find her mom she's alive she has wow. to be yeah sometimes i feel like that like i teach kindergarten when i'm not doing stand-up right yeah and you could like see like the grandparents trauma go towards oh my, generational curses yeah, that's in the so. bible yeah yes. i know generational curses you got to break those but i know that there's a lot of you can see it like it passed down from generation, like sadness. So do you think like your mother... Oh, promiscuity is definitely yeah. passed down. <laughs> but do you think your mother saw that? If your mother, your grandmother was like depressed a lot, did you think it affected her mother? Yeah, it affected... Yeah, because I, I get like that. Mostly yeah. what triggers it is a breakup for me. What triggers it in my mom is if she's... Well, she's... My mom doesn't really get depressed. She just gets kind of like... Because like the drug history and everything... Right. She just kind of gets like she just, <laughs> she just passes out. Passes she out. passes out, or she's like, "Oh my gosh, what do you want to do?" And 
<laughs> so she's kind of like funny. But now me, I'm just, I'm just like, I get sad. I mean, I get deep sadness. I'll, I'll cry for hours. But once I cry for hours, I'm good for a while. Like I'll get over someone really quick. Like it's just a that deep, long cry though. And then my eyes are like swollen. So we're talking about your kindergarten boyfriend. Who was like the first love of your life? Who Song was Soo Kim. Song Soo Kim. Four years. Oof, Lord. What, what grade was this or what age was this? Mm, 13 to 17. Oh, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. But he was very traumatizing. Uh, was he older than you or younger than you? Two and a half years older than me. Oh, so you remember him leaving the college and you're still in high school? Well, yeah. I mean, he he was a he was about to leave to college. He was stalling because he didn't know because he you know his parents are Korean. Well, his parents never his dad did, but his mom never accepted me because I'm not full Korean. So she was stuff the like race that. thing. Yeah, and then also she didn't like how. <laughs> Some Koreans are very pretentious and stuff, and they're just like, oh, what does your family do? And I'm just like, well, you know, my dad's this or whatever. And they're just like, if they're not, like, something superb, like doctors or something crazy, they're just like, oh, you can't marry her. And, like, he kind of listened to that. But not just that, but he honestly... it's kind of like a dark comedy. I could talk about it now because I've healed from this part of my life. But he literally, like... Okay. He raped me in the back of a church. (laughs) I know it's so ironic yeah that was my first time and I was 16 because I was waiting till marriage that's sad that's yeah so he I think that's why I stayed with him for so long because at the time my mom or dad wasn't in my life my my Asian grandmother also would beat me too so I just didn't have anyone I could I didn't trust anybody like I only had him he was my friend and boyfriend and I was homeschooled so I was alone didn't have any peers no friends. Actually, I couldn't even go to a youth group or Walmart. This is crazy. Walmart without him saying that I'm looking at other guys because I'm going to Walmart with my grandmother. Okay, things two, like thi- that. two things to unpack. Yeah. Grandma, did you think she was spanking you because she was upset or spanking you because it was like very strict? She was. She didn't spank me. She would like full on like... Choke yeah. you. Yeah, like at night. Like she'd wake me up at, in the middle of the night, <coughs> 3 a.m. It's okay. Uh, it'd be like 3 a.m. and she'd want to talk about something I said like two years ago. So she's very traumatized. Like she has certain things about her that she can't. Well, she seems like she can't control herself. Like that's what I saw. I'm like, man, you can't control yourself, you know. Um, so it's very random. She'll just have a switch and then she has to like talk about something. If you don't give her the answer she wants, then she will like beat you basically. Um, so then I started to learn the answers, but then I was already brainwashed by then. And I was like, man, I messed up. I got to get out of here. So I basically like escaped her by like talking to my real dad. And I was like, Hey, can you get me a flight? I know you like hate me for some reason, but like, can you give me a flight? And literally he got me a flight and I promised her I would come back and I never went back. Um, but now we're cool now. Like it's crazy. Yeah. You've had some, some like severe traumatic experiences in the way you smile and the way you can reflect on it. You know, I feel like a lot of people learn from like, we'll learn from your life. Yeah. Yes. So going back to let me know if you want me to stop. Yeah. Your your first time. Did yes. you feel like you were robbed of that innocence? Like, yes. Did you? Yes. For sure. I mean, well, okay. Here's the thing. Because that's a person you trusted. That was like your boyfriend yes, of four years. So exactly. And he knew. He knew because I was with him for two years at the time. Oh, so there wasn't immediately. It was. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I trusted him. Like wow. I never kissed him in two years. The most we did, which it took eight months to do, was hold hands. But here's the thing. It, it wasn't because I didn't want to do it. 
it was because I was saving myself. Religious, like I had yeah. urges. Obviously, I've had urges. I've had urges since I was five. I'm just being honest. Facts. Um, <laughs> facts <laughs> like you know so but and i told him that and i communicated that with him all the time because he was like oh you don't love me like that's what they say um and then i was like no it's really not that and it's funny because i met him in church but he wasn't christian he was just going because he was forced to so um but that's what happened one day and how how it happened he was like hey i need to show you something in the back of the church wow. I swear on my life and then um and then i i was like yeah sure i didn't even feel anything bad or anything and I went back to the church and then he pushed me down that's how it happened and it was crazy because for a second I was like like God why you know what I mean like for a second but then I was like but I've I I was always taught to never uh, blame God I was always taught so I was like battling with myself because I was like but I was trying to wait for you. <laughs> I, was kinda like, yeah. I was like, because I was kind of like, and this is some dark humor too. I was just like, well, I mean, I would have done it, but what if you wanted me to do it? it <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, and then when that happened, I was like, well, it's already done. And then I just kept doing it with him. And then this is the crazy part. He's, he said to me, uh, he was like, man, I've created a monster. Now you want it to. <laughs> like, That's what you get, buddy. Um, but yeah, it was, I remember my second time too. And the se- the second time though, I did that out of retaliation because I was like, I want to do it because I want to do it because okay. I'm saying yeah. And that was like my first like American guy, <laughs> and I was like, man, this feels great. <laughs> did you did you ever come to the place of forgiveness, or did you ever feel like? Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah, I I reached did out. Did you ever like apologize like throughout the breakup, or he apologized after reflecting on it? Oh, he's never said sorry. Never? No. Mm-mm. No, I actually said sorry to him how I left him because I, <laughs> I ghosted him. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a traumatic experience. You know? Yeah. Well, I stayed with him two more years after that traumatic yeah, experience. Yeah. And then, uh, well, I found out a year after I ghosted. Well, I ghosted him, moved back to Ohio because I was living in Florida at the time. Okay, yeah. Moved back to Ohio, went on a rampage of guys. Whew. And so it was great. Like, well, it was great, like, as in, a, like, at the time. Escape, yeah. Yeah. The, the the relief of not being in that was great. But, obviously, I did more destruction by being, you know, promiscuous, whatever. But, but yeah, it was definitely, like, a, I felt like, at the time, a breath of fresh air at first. Um, and so then, like, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, I ghosted him. And I just said, I- I'm done. I can't do this because we fought for the last time. And I found out through a girl... How crazy. I, I used to be friends with girls that I knew they would have a thing with, but I never had facts, but I found out because right. I'd be friends with them. And I had friends with this girl named Bella, and she told me, oh, oh, you were dating him for four years? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, um, yeah, he had four other girlfriends during high school. It's Florida living. Dude. Florida man. <laughs> Florida man. I mean, he barely spoke English. Like, what was <laughs> he speaking funny. with? Well, I'm sorry. What was he speaking? Google Translator. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've done that. He's just passing the phone. Type what you want to say. <laughs> Do you like me? Google Translator. Let's go now. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, my car. Oh, he had his parents like a. His parents had this Mustang. He thought he was a big shot. <laughs> he had, like a white Mustang. <laughs> Did y'all did y'all go to prom together or no? Oh my gosh, that was on the tip of my tongue. Yes, 
I, you know, I was his girlfriend, you know, of three and a half years at this point when he invited me to prom. He didn't want to go the second year that we were together, but he wanted to go the third year. So I said, so I'm your girlfriend. You keep saying prom's coming up and you hesitate and you don't give me eye contact when you talk about it. Are you taking me to prom? Right. I've never, hello, I've never been to prom. I'm homeschooled. He's like, uh, I, yeah, I guess. And I'm like, what are you talking? Like he, he kept saying he wanted, and then he'd say he wanted to take me. And then he says, I don't know. My grandmother's like, oh, he's taking some other girl or whatever. And so, like, I had a feeling that, and the girl that he cheated on me, oh, yeah, he cheated on me one time. He cheated on me with, um, ended up, I, I ended up going to prom. Mm. But then when I went, it was like pulling teeth. It was crazy. I was like, I'm breaking up with you if you don't take me to prom. And then I go to prom. I see, he, I see his eye line stare past me. And I know, I knew he was staring at the girl that he cheated on me with a year ago. Wow. I felt it because yeah. my God, I have discernment as well. So I just know like my intuition is super strong. I look past me and there's that girl. She looks like Tinkerbell, like in the light. Like literally look like Tinkerbell. I mean, she's cute, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Did he pull out his Google Translate? <laughs> you know, I was about to. <laughs> nah, he didn't. But the way he looked at her, it just made me, I was like, I knew this loved, is it. Right? Yeah, I was like, this is not going to work. Like, I knew right then. And then it ish, it went on for about three, four months miserably. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. Um, but that, I was so happy I left. Because you know why I was staying with him? I was 17 and a half when I left him. Six more months, I was wanting to marry him when I turned 18. The last straw was when I said, I said, let me ask you a question. I was like, we've been together four years. I said, you know, when I turn 18, because we've talked about this for four years, and right. you used to offer, like, my hand in marriage and stuff I was like are you really gonna marry me in six months because I want to be with you the rest of my life even wow. after everything because I loved him the love I felt and then um, I always wanted my first to be my last you know and he was like no when he said no all of and I, and I prayed for this too I was like all my feeling just went out the window and I was like bye and then I literally moved to Ohio like two days later did so. you cry was it crying you know, I cried life. so much in the yeah. four years. I was just done. done. Like, mentally, like... And it was so crazy because after that, like, all of my relationships have gotten shorter. Yeah. Like, I had, like, a year. I had, like, a five month. I had, like, two months. Like, everything's gotten... <laughs> now it's to hours. <laughs> like, I'm, well, I asked a lot of questions, too. Like, you know, like... You lived you know, a life, though. I feel like once you lived a life, you know... No one can play that game on you twice. Yeah, and I like to get to the point, and I think it's fun, too. I want to answer your questions, too, you know, right. so um, I'm definitely way more, you know, experienced, therefore more intelligent, you know. Let me ask you a question. When you were dating him for those four years, mm. did you have a lot of other friends, or was all your friends circled around him? Oh, he was my only friend. So you really boyfriend. didn't get to experience Florida a lot, right? No. Not going to the beach, no. I couldn't go outside because my grandmother. Did you play any sports, nothing? Before I became homeschooled in high school, I was offered um, to cheer varsity for high school, even when I was in eighth grade. Wow. But unfortunately, that's when my mom like got heavy, heavy, heavy on the heroin, and she was like in rehab in oh, and out. Heroin. So then I couldn't legally. I missed so much school because she wouldn't take me, and she right. was my only guardian. My dad never answered the phone. So I was 
kind of robbed from that experience that I could have experienced in high school for, with sports because I played sports all through middle school and everything because my legal guardian, my mother, wouldn't take me to school. So then I was forced to become homeschooled because I missed so much school. So then I had to live with my grandmother because my mom wasn't fit. So that's kind of what happened. But it, it's crazy because, and I know why I stayed, I had the first boyfriend now that yeah. I'm almost 24. And this is why, and this is a beautiful part. Cause I, I asked God for a couple of years why that happened and the way it happened and the length and why I was homeschooled. Like my sister, um, my sister had a similar experience happen to her. She was, was kind of like date raped, you know? I mean, mine was full on, but hers was similar. Like, right. and she, she just now opened up to me. Cause I didn't tell people I was raped until I was like 20 right. and I was raped at 16. So four years. And she recently told me like three months ago, she was like, yeah, um, you know, uh, you know, my ex, like he would always force me, like always, uh. always want to do it with me. Even when I'm sleeping, wouldn't even ask me. And I was like. Oh, that's kind of weird. Cause like for me, I know I'm right. kind of like a person. Sometimes like I like if you do a Muslim, <laughs> you know. But I mean, I she's different. Okay, but she was like she literally would say no. Cause I did that too. My first boyfriend, I said no five times, and he still went on. So that's rape, obviously. Yeah. But she would say no. She doesn't want to, and he would still do it. Cause some people get off to that, obviously. And so the fact that she experienced that, I understand her, and now we bond as sisters. Trauma bonded. Yes. And I, and I've met so many people that has had like the relationship experience that I did and right. I can share that. And I've connected with so many people, not just my sister. I mean, that's very important to me. That's like the right. most important, but I've met so many girls and I've, I've helped like give advice as well on like what to do, like red flags and stuff like yeah. abusive. Cause he was emotionally abusive as well. He'd hang up the phone or like say something like hurtful to say Break another yeah yeah oh all the time like he would say i'm gonna go watch porn now bye like stuff like crazy yeah. dude i'm like 16 years old yeah but um yeah it was crazy so as you're going through this is a lot going on right you're 16 17 you finally break up your boyfriend mom's fighting a battle of heroin mm -hmm. is this when you like lose your faith in god like when does that happen because you said you turn away from god from like 17 and 19 right i'm going to be very vulnerable and tell you everything because i want i want to help oh, and yeah. i want to <laughs> you're about to be surprised okay so, i haven't even told it carlos carlos is my friend by the way for you guys listening He's right carlos. i love carlos oh. <laughs> okay so <laughs> let me take a breath this is a lot i strayed i went ham <laughs> when I say I went ham, I went the most ham you can, like sexually and always. So when I turned 17 and a half, I mean, I was online. Like yeah. there was this guy online I met who was from New York, never been to New York, never traveled or anything. The most I've been was Florida in the house secluded and in Ohio living. And um, this guy, he didn't even have a profile picture. He was on Instagram. <laughs> I loved the way he texted me. I was fantasizing and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was like reading a book <laughs> and I was just like oh my gosh like this guy really loves me you know and um his I can't believe I fell for this his profile picture was of a girl's butt <laughs> and I still like <laughs> I was so desperate dude uh had blinders on and I reached out to him because he was like a 
a cam model agent. Oh. So you know what I mean. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had all that dirty stuff on there, and I still messaged him, and I was like, hey, I like the way you talk to me. What's your name? <laughs> what do you look like? And he's calling me babe, sending me wink faces. I was so easy back then. Holy crap. And I was just like, <laughs> like a wink would turn me on an emoji. Lord. Um, so then, uh, here, you know, long story short, right when I turned 18, like two days after I turned 18, he flew me to New York to see him. And wow, then he flew you out. You got mm-hmm. flewed out. I got flown out. Wow. <laughs> and then um, he basically, I mean, we talked online for five months straight every day. Never saw him until I came to New York. Were you disappointed in what he looked like? No, I, I loved his heart, like from what I uh, right. what I was capable of. At the time. I, I love differently now, thank God, but, you know, um, I loved at the time his heart. That's how I would describe it in my young mind back then. And um, but it turns out um, he definitely did. <laughs> he lied about his race to me. So I just what race did he say he was? <laughs> he said he was white. And he was, it who doesn't matter. It? What, who was he when he <laughs> popped up? That's he why. was like Brazilian and Moroccan and stuff. Was, was he beautiful? Like, yes. That's a good mix. Yes. But I was like, why would you lie, though? Like, why would you say you're white? <laughs> yeah, like, who cares? But, yeah, he, it just, I loved it. And I loved, I was attracted to guys who only looked like him for a while because he was my first older guy. Did it like Corbin Blue? Oh, better. Oh. He had skin like Brazil. butter. <laughs> like butter, butter Ooh, yellow butter. Buttermilk. <laughs> no. No, but uh, it was great. Uh, but anyways, I was with so him. So how old is he? How old was he? He was, well, he said he was 35. How old do you think he was? Uh, oh. 41. Oh, see, that's the thing. He looked really good. He was probably 30. He probably just said he's 35. You know what I mean? But you were 17, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, when he started talking to me, but I was 18 in two days. Okay. when he, mm, Yeah. <laughs> he's a perv. <laughs> um, but I found out he was married, so then I cried all the way back home. He tried to pass me to his friend, too. He's like, oh, look how hot she is after we just got done, you know. And, dude, he called people over to, like, have, like, a orgy with. It was a mess. It was a mess. It was a mess. Your first time in New York City? Yeah. First older guy, too. And so I... After I had that long cry, because that's it's like a trend in my life, I've, I was done. I prayed about it. <laughs> and then, so this isn't even the crazy part. That was just the first time to break into the craziness. Then I started partying. I had my first drink, had my first weed, first everything. I've tried every drug except heroin. Um, and then, uh, and I was never addicted to anything, though. I always tried something once, so thank God for that. But, um, and then... I got into because he was my cam agent so then i he was still my agent on there so and then i just took him off and just did it solo so i did the cam modeling i also Tell did like as in like cam girls yeah i did that oh. so all of the traumas hitting now right. into the physical realm like to where people can see it and i still didn't see it because you have blinders on because you think that you're just making money or you're just growing up but it's you're doing crazy stuff <laughs> like i could have worked That's at wendy's wild. yeah, yeah. So, was yeah. it bad money or good money or was oh, this like the yeah early? it was really good and then I got into uh, I got into dancing so I danced for a few years and then I also got into I did videos so I had like a whole agent did it in Florida did it in Cali I did I went all out I got like so much views on my videos to where people still notice me actually but then I stopped doing the videos because I wanted to get married to this guy I met at the strip club. Right, he invited me to prom. Before, okay. before we go to the strip club marriage, 
Did you think your cam girl career ever affected dancing? Oh, one thing led to another. No, I mean like like as a dancer, did people recognize you from being a cam girl? No. Or? Oh, no. No. So no. like you scrub it's the so videos diluted. off so it's good? Yeah. Cause oh, yeah. Because yeah, now you're like way bigger, you know? Yeah, now I'm doing way other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you meet this guy at a strip club. Are you? You're not stripping, are you? Or just not dancing? anymore. But you were a stripper. I was, yeah. This is amazing. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Thank you. It's my first time actually saying all this. I just feel like it's time. I just feel like the master of you. I feel like, you know, when people just see your TikTok, they just think you're like this fun, bubbly person. But, like, you feel like there's a story behind everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like no one ever breaks the layer to be all like, all right, why is she this great entertainer? Because mm. you've been through so much stuff, right? Like the ability to cheer somebody up. Yeah. And no one, imagine if you had a you for yourself. Mm, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine if you had a per, like someone to cheer you up when you were going through all those dark times. Yeah. Yeah. F- yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would have made a difference. Because uh, I've been to some strip clubs before. It's very aggressive. So uh, <laughs> it is like the, the older strippers don't like the younger strippers. They're like fighting over money and stuff like that. So what's it like as you, how do you get into this strip world? You set an application or? Mm. Uh, it it's so like emotional and heartfelt for me because I I was so close had such a good relationship with the girls and the owners and I've and I've had to break that I've had to break it and it's oh I, I've met it's them. a family right yeah it's a family yeah and I've actually met a lot of believers dancing too and they mm-hmm. they did, hated dancing but at the time they felt like they had to they could it's just it's you just never know well you provide for their family yeah so so okay so when i was 18 (laughs) i was doing oh yeah before actually while i was working at a daycare and cam modeling (laughs) it's like the first (laughs) the real only little baby (laughs) and then cam models and i would have meant uh (laughs) was kind of yeah Oh, that's crazy. So, um, I was in, I was doing boudoir, boudoir shoots and risque shoots. So I was doing just bikini, like lingerie shoots for money as well. So I, I conjured that up from model mayhem and Instagram. So the old stuff. So now I'm driving back from a photo shoot. I just made a couple hundred, which is, that's a big deal in Ohio, not here, you know, and I'm driving, I'm in a schoolgirl outfit. I have my makeup and hair done. I did it myself. I drive past a, it says gentlemen's club. My, I did not know Gentleman's Club is the same as a strip club. I just thought it was a fancy name. And I, generational curses are so real. I felt a pull to it. Didn't even know what it was. I promise. I remember that pull. I've never felt a pull to that in my life. And I'm about to tell you something miraculous on why that pull was there. So right when I drove by, and I never turn around for anything. I, I usually just go with the flow all the time. And I'm like... I kind of want to turn around. I just feel attracted to that place. <laughs> I wow. turn around, I go back. I, I get in the parking lot, and I'm like, I'm feeling pretty good about this place. I don't even know what it is. I was like, maybe I can be a bottle girl or something. I'm 18. So I go in, and this dude is like, huge dude. He's intimidating. He's standing here like this, like with his hand over his other hand. And he's like, hey, um, do you want to be a dancer? Wow. And I'm like... I walked in there with a schoolgirl outfit. I didn't even care. I didn't even care. I was so open. Like, I don't care. And I was like, um, well, what do you mean? I was like, I mean, I kind of thought maybe this is kind of like a bar restaurant. They're right. like, oh, do you see that in there? And I saw this girl like naked on stage. And I was like, 
oh, <laughs> it's this type. And she, right. they were like, yeah, um, yeah, this is a strip club. And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, sorry, I, I don't, I don't feel comfortable enough with my body to do that because I didn't. Right. I barely felt good with cam modeling. Like I would kind of keep my bra on, like stuff like that. I was like, no, I'm good, thanks. I walk out, and then the guy goes. Hey, I will only hire you if you will dance. You are too too good looking to not dance. And when he said that to me, that gave me like a confidence boost. Okay. I was like, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for a challenge. I got up there. I danced. I made money. I was like, hey, I should do this for a little bit. I need to save for college. <laughs> so I saved for college at first and I didn't even want to do accounting. Um, so I did save for college. Um, then I bought my mom a car and I did all this cool stuff. Wow. Yeah, I've done all this cool stuff. I paid my car off. I still have the same car. Um, so I did what a lot did, of did good things. Did your mom know that you were stripping them? Yeah, so here's the thing. So <laughs> I'm coming home late. I have a messy, messy relationship. I, I'm kind of living with this guy. Not, I'm into older guys at the time, so he's like 32. And, um, <laughs> and she's like, you've been coming home late and sometimes you say you stay at your boyfriend's house but I don't think you always stay over there she's like are you dancing I was like yeah I just said yeah I didn't even lie and she's like I didn't expect you to just admit it I was like well I don't know I'm kind of done lying to you I lied to her for like three months and then she's like well guess what I used to be a dancer too wow that was the pull that was the pull yeah and then also my grandmother said that she met my grandfather wearing a corset and pantyhose serving drinks and that all these ladies came upstairs to get her when this american guy from the war this veterans like downstairs she she was a dancer too in the korean like olden times it it passes down generations yeah and then obviously my nana asian grandmother's been divorced three times which is crazy for an asian and then my mom has been divorced twice. I've been divorced once. And my other sister is getting a divorce right now. So definitely I, I've been seeing this pattern. And I also realize that all of this starts within us. Like if we can change and get over right. the curse ourselves. Um, and I know th- there's this picture of matches. There's like, a, you know, the one match in the middle where it's like lifted and the other ones are the same. Okay. So I, I, I'm that lifted one. That's I what I strive it. to be. Yeah. So to break it. Who was like the first stripper that really like mentored you or like bonded with you? Who was that? Mm. Her dancer name was Chase. She was so happy about that name that she she tattooed Chase on her thigh. She she was so she exuded and dripped confidence, like literally, like the way she was. And I just I was like, I want to be a pole dancer like you. And she taught me three tricks, and then I started just doing it from then on. And then I became like a professional pole dancer <laughs> like one thing i like about strippers is like when they walk they remind me of athletes you know like when nba players walk through the tunnel and they have their clothes on and they have their book bags oh yeah you got they, they hey. just walk in there they because they walk in and then when they walk they transform and they're completely done like someone when they're stripping they're like we're just here to strip and we're going back to our houses mm-hmm. we're just here to entertain like mm-hmm. it's all entertainment for them mm-hmm. some of them just like entertainers you know yeah yeah for sure yeah, and yeah, she was re- she was really sweet. There was a lot of I, I was really protected from a lot because I I seen a lot of girls do drugs or or get pimped out and stuff. And I've been asked if I wanted to have a pimp many times because I danced in Vegas, Texas, Miami, like all these places. Wow. But I never New York <laughs> too, like uh, down the street, <laughs> you know. Um, no, but I just. 
all these things passed me by, but it never, God always protected me. It was so uh-huh. weird. Like even, it was, even when I willingly went into it, I've always felt this like protection from God. It's just great. And this yeah. is when you were like running away from God, right? Yeah. And that's how he kept you closer. Yeah, he was still like this. Had his arms around you. Yeah. Always, yeah. It was, and, and I didn't even, I never, I never like denied God, but I was de- like, I didn't want to pray. I think I also didn't want to pray because I was guilty because of the things I felt yeah. that. Um, but I also learned, because uh, I started going to Hillsong Church and I, I learned that guilt is actually from the devil because the devil wants to discourage you from following right. God. So, you know, it's, so um, once I learned that, I'm like, okay, like, even if I slip up, like, emotionally or, like, lash out or if I do, you know, if it's sin or whatever, like, I, I don't have to feel guilty. It's a choice to feel guilty. Right. I, I can get back up, you know, and I think a lot of people, like, they, they don't want to follow Christianity or be a Christian again or keep keep up with the faith because they think, oh, it's just too hard. Like, my sister said the other day, she's like, hey, it's just too hard. Like, I feel like I have to do A, B, and C, and I just, I give up, and I'm just like, well, I was like good thing is you can receive the you know free gift of peace like of prayer like you can just pray right after you feel like crap or you mess up and then you're up again right. spiritually so it's not that bad but yeah definitely like change of mindset yeah did your did you meet your husband at the strip club <laughs> yeah he invited oh, he invited me to prom at the club he goes will you go to prom with me you're so hot <laughs> wait he was younger than you yeah. He <laughs> what is that like? I was that 19. dynamic has changed because now it's all older dudes and you finally meet a young, <laughs> a young Jerry West. I was like, finally someone can keep up with me. I was wow, more, a young dude. He was 18, I was 19. Did you go to prom with him? Yeah. How? What was that prom like? Because now you're actually invited, you know, you're with a person who actually is very interested in you, not looking past you when you walk in. Walk us through that. What was prom like? Well... Actually, I had, sadly, a very similar experience that happened my first time. Now, not in the same way, but right when I got there, there was this girl named Courtney, and he acted very close to her before right. prom, and I had crazy, like, feelings about it, but, like, we, we went on this camping trip, and I actually bought him with my stripper money, like, this tent. Like, I kind of spoiled him low-key. Dude, I was his sugar mama, okay? So Jeez. he was probably telling all the boys, man, I got this nice stripper. Dude, he did. Oh, he did. He said everything. The whole nine yards. Uh, see, everybody's high five on that prom. Yeah. I was like, I kind of liked that. I was like, yeah, they got the derby. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, brag. <laughs> sugar mama. I didn't even care. And then, this girl named Courtney, though, like, he would never, t- she asked us, she's like, She's in the front seat. I'm in the back seat. And then he's up there with her. I, he he let her sit up the front. And his girlfriend in the back. Yeah. That's disrespectful. Yeah. He go, she goes, are you guys, like, together? And I was like, yes. But but before I say yes, I look at him to see if he, he he's, like, acting like he doesn't hear it. I'm like, wow. you freaking hear it. And I said yes. And then she's like, oh. Oh, and then she doesn't stop there. Like, she, like she gave him his hat and like touches his head, and I was like, right in front of you. Ooh, yeah. So then I was like, hey, uh, hey, Jake. His name is Jacob. <laughs> He's the one I married, by the way. I was like, Jake yeah, I want to go home. <laughs> yeah, I was like, never, <laughs> never date a guy named Jake. Goes, no, <laughs> oh gosh. And I was like, uh, I want to go home. And he's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he, they were drinking as well. I had a four loco in my hand. Didn't even touch four it. Four loco. Because I knew. I was already mad. I was like, if I drink this, 
You're about to be up. Yeah, that poor Uh, But I had a talk with her, too. She acted, what's wrong? You know, all the stuff. And it's just crazy. Gaslighting to the max. And um, his parents took me home because I was two hours from home. He lived, like, two hours in Mansfield, Ohio. I lived, like, two hours the other way in the country. So, but then, here's the interesting part. This is getting into the marriage part. Um, We started off a relationship with sex on the first night and, like, five times a day sometimes done you know and then um basically we're nymphomaniacs and then all of a sudden i i say a prayer and i'm like god like should i be with this guy and then all of a sudden and this guy doesn't isn't a believer at all he comes to me one day and he goes hey i'm coming on to him too he's like hey i don't want to do it anymore i want to wait till marriage and i'm like really He's like, I was like, but you're not even like Christian. <laughs> and then he's like, I want to be like, I want to try this whole Christian thing. And I, I, I feel like God is telling me to do this. And I was like, really? Okay. So we waited two months and we didn't have sex or anything. And then we got married. Wow. And then, yeah, it was very beautiful. I felt very good. Did you have like a wedding wedding or you guys did at the courthouse? Yeah, we had a wedding on the beach and then we went to the Bahamas. Oh, wow. We were the youngest couple on the yacht like did you pay for everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was it like sugar mama like on the yacht like oh what do you do i'm a <laughs> model say model and, and this is your son <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well what's the so how did you feel on your wedding day mm. how did your mom look at you how did everybody look on your wedding day did you feel special <laughs> Papa felt forced. He was trying to feel like it was the best thing. Oh, and yeah. he thought we we're stupid. He did. He's sitting there, he's like, You look beautiful. And then like he's trying to like fake the tear. Like you don't Couldn't have to, even do it. You don't have to fake I know it was fast. I planned it five days before we got married. I know. I, I was a good wedding planner though. I planned the whole thing. What does your mom say? Anybody give you any advice about what marriage before they Oh no. Well, I wouldn't let them. I was like do you think this? Yeah. Did you ever think that since your parents were not as hands-on, that oh. they looked at you as their parent a little bit? They believed yes. you because you. My had dad every, does that. Yeah. Yeah. He, you he, had money. You had money. You helped pay for your mom's car, so they probably maybe don't want to ever give you advice because they're like you're the one that's supposed to give them advice. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I thought about that the other day. You're like the boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a boss. <laughs> so when does it get? When does the marriage start to fail? Does he like? Does he disrespect you or like what? Or you just realize? <laughs> You're such oh, sorry. The pole. <laughs> if you don't know, we're recording in the Western lobby. Yeah. So if you hear any background music, we're watching the Winter Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, hi, Carlos. Sorry, Rose. <laughs> we're gonna get to you. It's funny. Car- Carlos has a story. Oh, Lord. I'm so happy you guys speak Spanish. Um, so basically, it <laughs> it was really crazy because, um. We were both playing each other, so I was, oh, wow. <laughs> I was doing, <laughs> I was doing Lord knows what for money, outside the club. Didn't tell him. Oh, wow. I was lying about it. I was doing it for us, but I didn't tell him. And it to me, it was just work. But obviously, it's cheating, and I get it. But for some reason, I put it in a separate category because I'm already messed up at the time. So he. And it's funny because I, I talked to my mom about it. She's like, no, I get it. That is different. It's not cheating because you're doing it for money. I'm like, <laughs> like you know, like me and my mom are having this toxic yeah. conversation where we get She's each so other. Boring. But we're also like, we're wrong. 
<laughs> but anyways, that's the type of mindset. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and so then um, she goes. Is this a lot of money? Is it? Is it? Would you consider yourself tricking? You were like your own pimp then, really? <laughs> Technically. Yeah. Me? Yeah. If you were, you said you were doing things outside for money. Yeah. So like you were like your own pimp. You tricked yeah. out your own. Yeah, right? I was like my own agent or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like I how would much? Get my how own. different of money is that from stripping to what you would do? Well, I would do it combined. So like I'd just go home with a guy after the club and stuff for like more. Five thousand? Is that way too much? Oh, I've had that. Really? Yeah, in in Ohio. <laughs> like yeah. Wow. Yeah, it it just depends. Uh, I only had that a couple times, and it was the same guy. It, it, Did you ever feel bad afterwards? I felt it was it was my no. reward You're system. No. Oh. It was my reward, and I was like, yeah, I felt like it was like my confidence. And then when I stopped doing that, I felt like, oh my gosh, like I don't feel hot anyway. I don't feel beautiful. Wow. Cause, cause also, and the Bible says this too. Whatever the source of your confidence is, like, be careful because once it's taken away, like, that's your confidence isn't going to be there. Because whatever you put it on, however you build your confidence, is what right. how it's going to fall. And I, I built the first time I felt really good about my body and myself in general was literally it was fake self-esteem, and it was when that guy told me, "Hey, you should dance tonight because right. you look great." first time I heard that first boyfriend never said that to me um you know so no one's ever said that to me mm. yeah so as you guys are cheating on each other <laughs> well <laughs> he's cheating on me with his ex no, he's too. He's and he's too. a mi- she's a minor I know and then he oh. went to military and then yeah. so do you sign the papers are you the one that goes I'm divorced or like I'm leaving you yeah how do you take it was he upset yes he didn't sign the papers till a year later did he go Kanye yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Kanye West. I love yeah, him. I love him too. I love Kanye. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you leave him. Mm-hmm. So why do you, what's the feeling like? Do you feel a failure a little bit? Like I, this marriage failed or you just like feel freedom? Like I'm finally away from this dude. It was this heavy, heavy depression for two weeks straight. Wow. And then I moved to LA. <laughs> yeah. What prompted you to move to LA? Is this when TikTok, when does TikTok blow up for you? What, what age or where, where does it fall into place. I would say a year and a half ago, TikTok really? blew up. Yeah, pretty recent. Yeah, and I renewed my faith with God two years ago. So, so six we, months later. So, so we're like four. So you guys divorce. Mm-hmm. I'm going to L.A. Because mm-hmm. it was either stay with him, get knocked up, because he wanted to like oh, have a baby keep, he with to keep me, you away from people. or be. I love that he said that. Or California, <laughs> pursue my dreams. My first vocabulary word was California as well when I was three years old. Oh, your dreams in Cali, acting, right? Anything with music, like acting, dancing, singing, singing writing. I'm actually. Uh, my goal right now is to ghostwrite because I write like every day. I just uh, uh, released my first album two weeks ago as well, and oh, I'm wow. singing in it. Yeah. So, and I'm playing piano again. So, just anything with music. Um, I I was in four acting schools, so like I definitely have an acting background and if it, there's there's a script I can tear it up um, but I I took improv too yeah um, improv was so fun improv a lot of comedians have a hard time with improv yeah it, it's, they're not the it gets your you mind to, and you have to depend on other people yeah and to take the scene it. somewhere yeah to take it's the scene so somewhere. funny it's a hard task yeah it, it was it was a lot so you've always wanted to be an entertainer like a musician yeah. singer anything so you go, yeah. all right this marriage is done. I'm off to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Did you have any money saved up from 
dancing, stripping yeah. and dancing. I gotta stop saying stripping, dancing. No, it's sorry. fine. I don't mind. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a southerner. We just no, I totally. Can't. Yeah, we're like from the south. I had, I had. This, there's this one dude who's from Britain. He's like, I call you guys exotic dancer, and I was like, call me an exotic dancer right now. <laughs> exotic dance. <laughs> you so I one time I met a, a few some of my friends are strippers. I remember my friend at his bachelor party, and there were two strippers there, but they didn't like each other. <laughs> oh, Lord. So just it was just off because they were fighting over money and stuff like that. Then they were trying to take to go plates. I was like, just leave these meatballs. But they were like literally. I'm I remember <laughs> literally they were dancing. And this one goes, "That's my money. That's not her money over there." And I was like, "Y'all just not in sync for was me." Was that stage money? No, that, I told you that story. No, this was real money. Oh, okay. We went real. I remember we got like fifty ones, and everyone Ooh. had it for my friends, my friends' bachelor bachelor party. And I remember because they told me to, they told him to smack their butt, and he backed his hand up as hard as he could. I was like, "You're gonna hurt these women. You're like you're like six four, two thirty of muscles." But I remember they didn't get along, and that ruined the whole night because they were like in competition instead of like working with each other. Cause it's a team right. thing. Yeah, it's crazy. I know, but I mean, it's like, like they say, the strip club culture is just like you have to have each other's back. Yeah. Because guys can do anything, or women can be do wild stuff. So it's like a culture of sticking together. Yeah, for sure. So we saved up all this money, right? We got like what twenty k. I had twenty k. Yeah. That's enough for California. Mm-hmm. Where's it? Do you find a place? How do you find a place? What do you do? I literally, um, it was super organized. I had a notebook and everything. I looked at nine different apartment complexes by myself. Just got a flight out there. Uh, I actually stayed um, at my producer's house because I got noticed by this scouting event that I had planned from Ohio in Texas. It was an okay. expo event. My grandfather paid 3000 for me to go to this expo event to get, um, I did a dance routine um, I sang a Christian song and then I did a monologue and I won the monologue audition because I did Asian accent out of like 300 people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually kind of improv it a little bit. I wasn't supposed to, but I did. And so my grandmother has an accent, so I was able to imitate the Asian accent. So when I won that, I got noticed in L.A. So I stayed out in L.A. for free at my new producer's house. Well, I quickly figured out that this new producer... Uh, had other ideas for me to stay. Um, but it's also messed up because he drove me to the strip club so I could pay him to produce me songs. <laughs> well, he drove you to strip in LA to pay him songs? Yeah, well, I mean, I, he was like, how are you getting all this money? How are you paying me all this money to be able to produce like your first oh. song and everything? And I was like, oh, okay, I can't hide it anymore, I'm dancing. And then he came to the strip club and um, I, I did a dance for him, but I never slept with him or anything, just did a dance. Um, of course he asked me to, but I said no. Um, but but <laughs> Of um, course he <laughs> You know, um, but I stayed in there and um, I stayed at his place. He wasn't there most of the time. He was also mad at me because I didn't sleep with him. But, uh, so when I stayed there, that's when I looked at the nine apartments and then I found one that fit me and I'm still there today. Um, actually, I got the first place you took. You've been there. Like, yeah, that's how I am from New York. I've been in the same place for six I years. I love it. I get attached to things, too. Yeah, Even like more so. I just like this couch is mine i'd be attached to it i get attached to weird stuff like like carlos like i met him a few days ago like i'm already attached to him as a friend i don't have any uh real friends they've all like crashed and burned do you think the friends that crash and burn is because they either trying to use you or do you think sometimes they could be jealous of the drive that you have because you're a hustler 
like yeah. from what we just met like you're like oh i'm tiktok this guy i met him and i was like i knew that you guys did something else yeah you know the the ability to network is very hard like if you're not but you're very personable outgoing and stuff like that do you find it hard to make friends of people find you as competition not realizing that boyfriends too yeah, yeah I, I had a boy a guy, boy a guy he's like he's a huge dude huge dude business guy every time i'd say something that oh yeah like i'm recording a song tonight or i'm well because he would ask me so i don't sit there and kind of volunteer because i don't i don't know like i try i'm not like oh yeah i'm gonna do this this and this like i just keep it to myself you know and then um but if they ask what i'm doing I'm like yeah i'm recording a song doing this and he'll be like okay that's cool yeah well i'm gonna do and i'm like it's not a competition right i just answered you know so i've definitely had friendships like that boyfriends like that if it's worse when it's a boyfriend because it's like how can i be with you you right and then of course they'll be like what do you mean i'm not that's not what i mean but like i know what you meant you know um but yeah i mean honestly a lot of my girlfriends that i've had one was a witch, so I had to stop being friends with her. I found that out crazy. Second, she became, like, a really bad, like, alcoholic, which I stopped drinking, so she wasn't okay with that. So, like, our friendship crashed and burned. And then right. another one, she kind of, she was still living with her mom, even though she was, like, 28. And so her mom was very, like, holding on to her because, like, well, her husband passed. So, like, she would never let her hang out with me. And it was more of her mom didn't like me because she told her that I was a dancer. And so her mom. It's such a stigma about dancing, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not even what people think either. Right. It's not that. Yeah. I feel like now dancing is more like culturalized and people understand that they're just dancers. Mm-hmm. Now it does money. mess with your head mentally about money and men. It, I've thought differently ever since. I think about. Maybe that's why a lot of men are intimidated by you. Because mm. you live their life twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just hit my teeth. At least I'm good. You have real teeth. I've <laughs> seen someone's teeth fall out. It's very funny. No, you did it. Yes, I have. Somebody with a crown. I was like, oh. Lord, have mercy. Yeah, it's... And I, I've had to really f- try to pray and fix and move around some things that I've thought that I've created in my head because of dancing. Like, well, I've never like thought negatively about guys. It's just, I would think I would want to like use them for something. So it's more of me, like right. my problem that I, I found. I'd be like, Oh, like, okay. Like maybe I can talk to this guy because he can take me to the airport. Right. Like things like that. And it's like, I never thought like that before dancing. You're a pimp. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like you, you know. This is the airport guy. This is, I'm like, oh, man. But now I'm just like, I don't have, and it, this is a good thing. This is a change of heart. I don't have the heart to use someone now. <laughs> Do you think because dad was not in your life, you were the man in your own life? <laughs> so you were like talking to dudes as in like you're a dude, so you knew exactly what. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this guy's good with his hands, so he's going to make me eggs and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I tell my lady when she tells me, like, what were you like in college? I was like, you don't want to know. <laughs> you don't know how I f- survived in college. Like, you know, you got these shoes? I was like, you don't want to know how I got these shoes. <laughs> but I had to learn remorse. <laughs> I had to learn remorse and learn that, I think because since my dad was so religious and my parents were so religious, like, we just felt, like, all my friends were, but we were just, like, just rebels. Okay. And it felt like, okay because they were doing the same thing i was doing so i didn't feel that much guilt or remorse okay. until i got older and i went back to apologize and i was like oh man i really was not that good 
But yeah. 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 It sounded like pimping. That's what it was like. <laughs> pimping. Yeah. <laughs> sound like stuff that, yeah. Clay, grade A pimping. <laughs> so L.A. Yeah. You're in L.A. surviving and thriving, right? Yeah. And I feel like you have to have that. It's crazy how your background pre- prepared you to be in L.A. Yes. To spot out the snakes, to spot out someone who's not really who they are. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean, because yeah. strippers are very good at like reading people. They know when a guy's not has no money. They know a guy who's not gonna pay for a dance. They know a guy who's like wants something more. You have to if you want to make money. Yeah, so imagine like you being with directors and you know exactly like, nah, I'm not. This doesn't feel good. Thank God, yeah, and it, yeah, it is. It's it's actually a blessing because I, um, and it's funny because e- even Carlos, like I don't know what it is. Like some people, especially when they first meet me, people think that I'm kind of like naive or whatever like they they'll be like oh like you're so nice and kind and stuff like i don't want that person to take advantage of you i'm like they're not (laughs) like i'm just you don't know know. i can take advantage of them i see them (laughs) but no well that's but this is what i'm saying like i like i just knew that you were more like because we like as i told i was like oh we met someone i was like we look on tiktok i was like she has to be more than this yeah i listen to these stories i'm like oh yeah Mm-hmm. She's a savage, respectfully. <laughs> I'm a savage, right? Uh, classy, bougie, rich. <laughs> but it's just like you gotta be this—you gotta be this wolf type person a little bit, you know. Mm. You're kind of raised by wolves a little bit. You're self-made. <laughs> so hey, self-made 5G is my internet name uh, in LA. <laughs> Stop it right now. Mm-hmm. You're self-made. You really built yourself up, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you feel a little bit like? Like longing for that motherly advice instead of like you guys gotta grow up as friends instead of like mother and daughter. Yeah, exactly. You, you hit it spot on. I actually told my mom that the other day. She laughed. <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah, we're really close now. By the way, um, y- you know the only thing I long for, and I, I, I've I talk to God about this all the time too. Is like I want a good like relationship with a man like i i want to get married again i want to have i want to be in love again i love to be in love like i'm like addicted to it i feel like um and for me it's like when i i catch feelings very often and it's very fast and but it's always like reciprocated so you know and so like when that happens it's so intense for me and i love it and like but then like i've also went through periods like i went through I went a year straight without like having sex or like dancing or talking to anybody. And I was just focusing on God. That was my first year that I became a Christian again, like two, like a year ago. And it was great. Um, it, it was crazy. Like it was so purifying right. and it was my own personal choice, of course. But then like, I don't know. And then like this past year, it's like I dated so much. I kind of like went ham again, like in a, in a way. And I'm like, I don't know, like, both for me kind of feel I still because I've tried both I feel that longing for a relationship and there's nothing wrong with it so I just I think for me it's like I just want to be in a relationship what a secure man yes someone secure that can handle all of you yes and And, and be like emotionally patient and like loving and ah, get butterflies your voice to God's ears it'll happen Mm -hmm. it'll happen yeah so I love it how is when you get to LA, right? How does TikTok come about? How does it change your life? Mm. I've had, for example, I was walking on the beach the other day, just bikini, glasses, hat. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if you can really tell it's me. I mean, I guess. 
I had a towel on, so it's not like you can totally see like my curves or anything. I had a towel on. I mean, you can see my legs a little bit. I had flip flops on. I'm walking. This is a few months back when it was warm, and this big SUV pops up. This is like 35 year old dude. He's like six five. Gets out of the car. He goes, "Empress, yummy," <laughs> and I'm like. It's Yumi. <laughs> and then, but I was like laughing. And he, I was kind of scared that I was by myself. And it was in Long Beach. And then he was like, oh, sorry, Yumi. Um, I follow you on Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Like you're a grown man, you know. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, thanks. He was like, can I please hug you? I want a picture. And I was like, well, I was just kind of freaked out by how huge he was. <laughs> and I was like, um, yeah, he was gnarly too. Like, big, like a voice like this. <laughs> And I was like, well, hold on. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, we can do a picture. Can you, let's just talk for a second. Because I, I, was, I was excited, too. But, you know, I've had things like that. Um, and we had a good conversation stuff. Actually, he's a he's a good music connection. It's mm-hmm. so, like we talk once in a while. But, um, you know, I've had things like that happen. So, like, that makes me feel good. Like, in a healthy way, like, people recognize me. Well, when did, when did it take off? Like, what video or what? When did you realize, like, oh, I should do this? I had 14 million views on a (laughs) video I did of me dancing Mm -hmm. and um, it went pretty good. It was on the beach. Um, I was in a bikini actually. Um, What's wrong with that? You know, flopping. (laughs) (laughs) Flapjacks flopping, you know, put some syrup on it. Um, (laughs) Some scissor. Sorry, it was PG-13. But yeah, so... um, yeah, it, and it was crazy. I was on a whim, on the whim. I was like on an emotional high that day because wasn't on my period, wasn't ovulating. It was a perfect week. Gosh, um, and <laughs> that week for me is next week. Can't wait. And so um, I was just feeling very good. I just had coffee and like I was with my new friend Bota. That was the witch at the time. But I didn't know she was a witch. We we're on the beach and I, I had a full night's sleep. I was just feeling great on top of it. Right. And now I know how to feel great on top of it is when I have full night's rest like i did my skincare routine like i know like when i feel my best that's when i hit the viral video when i feel my best when i had my prayer time when i like look like when i feel like i look pretty you know and it's usually like when i have no makeup on so and those are the videos that go viral and when that video went viral i was like oh wow like people like my dancing like I felt good that day, and like now I know the feeling of it, what it feels like to be at your best. Isn't it crazy that you started out dancing and you blew up dancing? Yeah. That's amazing. That's a comes full circle, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and then I started getting, um, obviously still building always, but started getting YouTube subscribers and um, Instagram, you know, got more. And so, you know, just uh, have everything connected so it like all the numbers sure. go up. And um it, mainly it's the email submissions from brands I really get excited about because then I have like a media kit I send to them so I'm like oh like um, if you want me a model for you here's my media kit here's what I charge for this 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 you know so um, it's pretty fun wow. I'm a TikTok pimp yeah but there's like you being a boss yeah so if I could let's not sum up your life right but if someone was like talking about Cheyenne aka Empress Yumi you started out in this world right mom was in and out in the Mm -hmm. beginning phases of your life dad wasn't in and out but when you turned nine years old you became that big sister says like a mother to your sisters right yeah helped them out um mom comes back in grandma raises you grandma's japanese and korean she was a product of a one-night stand right (laughs) you know you were the first person to stop generational trauma 
mm-hmm. right? And then we run into, we just say the antagonist of the story, your boyfriend, mm-hmm. and like you fought through all this drama, mm-hmm. and you're like the happiest you ever been. Yeah. You know, sometimes amazing. I feel like you got to go through the mud before you become clean. You know, sometimes I feel like the the people who have the the, the darkest stories can show you how to maneuver through the swamp because they've been through it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's amazing. You're so much more than, you know, you're so much more than a dancer, so much more than a singer. Like you have a story. Mm-hmm. So imagine your first album. Yes. Imagine yes. that. Did Did you listen to it, by the way? No, I didn't even know you had an album. I was like, based off our text messages, now I want to go back and do more research. We're going to put it in the description. Yes. Your album. Oh, my gosh. Oh, by the way, uh, by chance, I didn't even know it was going to happen. I actually performed... One of my singles that I recently recently released, like a week before the album, at the fashion show a couple of days ago. That's amazing. Yeah, and it it was good. I I made New York people smile. They're like, "There's one grumpy," and then I was like, oh, "Like she's goofy." <laughs> I, uh, it was so fun. I loved it. That that was rewarding for me. That was great. I I enjoy this podcast because to know people, and it's just like, and I, we both have super busy schedules. So, like, I like being a blank slate, like, learning about the person in general, not having preconceived motions, anything else. To be like, as we learn now, I can be like, oh, wow. Now I've met someone. I met a friend. Yeah. Now, this is the end of the podcast, right? Yeah. Usually it doesn't matter. It can go as long as they want. But they're going to ask you these last five questions. Even though we ask questions, they're going to ask these five questions. Okay. You can answer them however you want. Oh, You can ask them short form, long form. All right. Are you ready? We got to get Carlos over here. These are called the Hill Tour questions. Okay. Do you believe in God? Yes favorite person in the bible oh man man you caught me off guard i'd have to say jesus hands down just yeah yeah favorite verse Psalms 2, 3, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green, green pastures. pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear, fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou repairest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yes. Memorize that when I was five. Christian school. When was the last time you had a nightmare? I remember that very clear. That was a month ago, and it was because I watched a witch movie at a friend's house, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know it was a witch movie, and I'm never doing that again. Yeah. What's your biggest fear? Being abandoned, in a sense, it's very specific. Okay, like, if you're in the room when, when before I go to sleep, and then I go to sleep, and I wake up and you're not there, that freaks me out. I think, like, the rapture happened or something, and I, God didn't take That's me. So I swear, funny. Carlos did that to me a couple nights, because he's staying with me tonight. Like, he, he's just real sweet. He sleeps in the other bed and stuff. And, uh, well, he, he's gay, too, obviously. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying that. Um, but, um, but he... He left. I actually haven't told him yet. I got to tell him because it freaked me out. Um, 
I don't want to pressure him, but because uh, I've yelled at people before when they do that. But um, he's sweet. So like I literally woke up and he wasn't there. And I was like, Carlos, where are you? And I can't go back to sleep after that. I'm like traumatized. It's like, I don't know. It's something about has to be related to my mom and stuff. Um, I'm still like that. So like every time I have a boyfriend, I'm like, hey, whatever you do, if you leave in the morning, you know, tell me right now. <laughs> You're going to do it. I don't want no text because I don't. My first instinct is kind of like panic. Right. Like I don't. And I know that about myself. But I am proud of myself, though, because a couple days ago I didn't panic. I just called Carlos because I usually kind of like freak out. So being left in general. When was the last time you had a panic attack? Oh, my. Oh. I mean, I don't know if that panic attack you know what <sighs> maybe you haven't had one it's all right i think well i had one when i had a breakup i was like hyperventilating it was like october october yeah do you believe in soulmates see okay so the the idea yeah i think god made you know a person for everybody but i the term soulmate not not the soulmate because that's a very generalized spiritual term but i think that he made your significant other yes and this is the last question i want to ask you the same question over and over again right the goal is to go beyond yourself it's going to be it's called who are you like if someone asked me like who are you i was like my name is jerry waters who are you two-time wrestling champ who are you stand-up comedian the goal is to go beyond cheyenne slash empress yumi you ready okay who are you? Child of God. Who are you? <laughs> Again? Who are you? You asked me. I'm out of I would just say. Lo- loving human. Who are you? This uh, is. <laughs> I've had this done in my acting class. I don't know. Um, child of God, loving human. Jesus follower. Who are you? Christian. Who are you? <laughs> um. You don't have all the answers now. When we do the podcast again, it'll be different, right? Really? Yeah. You know, never know. This is a small world. We'll cross paths again. When I ask okay. you again, it'll be different. This is the final question. When it's all said and done, right? When it's over, mm-hmm. when you have your book of like the Empress Yumi, the Cheyenne story, and your grandkids are reading it. At the back of the book, they want to say she was what? What would you want people to know about you? She was what? I say strong. She was strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would that be the episode? She was strong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, my name is Jared Waters. This is the podcast One Man, One Tree in a Hill. Thank you so much. Thank you. I no love problem. you. Thank you so much. Peace out. Peace out. Hey, you're live on the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I just want to say, man, you the GOAT, man. And you're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. You gotta break that thing over. She wants it private, but y'all not even together right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months. And then I said, and I said, uh-uh, and I'm be the next Jamar neighbors. 
And she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters, and I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon.